Thank you for joining us today. We hope God speaks to you. We hope dreams come alive and faith is ignited so you can impact the world and those around you for God's kingdom. Enjoy the message. Acts chapter 4 is where we're going to go. There's message notes on your seat. There's a connection card on your seat, as well as a giving envelope, which we will talk about at the end. We believe that all phases of this service are an act of worship. And so uh, I, I do challenge you to not uh, view me, even though I'm communicating this morning, don't view me as a speaker of motivation. Uh, I feel like the Lord wants to say something to us. And uh, if we both uh, all together have faith, I know that he will, will speak to us. Acts chapter 4, verse 23, it says, And being let go, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. And so when they heard that, they raised their voice to God, with one accord, somebody say together. Somebody say together. There you go. And said, Lord, you are God, and you made heaven and earth and the sea and all that's in it. They said all that together, y'all. I don't know how they knew that together, but like they said that together. Can you imagine? Together, they're like, Lord, you made heaven, you made earth. I love, I love how just the, the rhythm of that. Verse 25, who by the mouth of your servant David have said, why did the nations rage and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand and rulers were gathered together against the Lord and, his, and against his Christ. For truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together. Somebody say together. They were against Jesus to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness, they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they somebody say they. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together, somebody say together, was shaken. And they, somebody say they, were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. I get excited. Can y'all tell? The zigzag. I should have named that the title, the zigzag. But that's not it. So stick with me. Listen, in Acts chapter 1, just to catch everyone back up over three weeks, in Acts chapter 1, Jesus says, I want you to wait. He'd risen from the dead. He said, I want you to wait here for the promise of the Holy Spirit. Twelve go up into a room. 120 show up to the party. And they begin to pray and seek God. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit falls. Pow. And they begin to speak in tongues as the Spirit of God gives them utterance. Is what it says in Acts chapter 2. And outside, there are thousands of people who can see this commotion going on upstairs. They, they, they go, these people are crazy. It's early in the morning. They're drunk in the morning. Peter comes downstairs and he says, hey, everybody. I don't know if he had a megaphone. I don't know if he stood on something. I don't know if he was talking like this and it just rumbled throughout the crowd. We don't know. But what we know is that thousands were listening that day. He must have needed like a serious throat lozenger after that. Seriously, like Ricola. Old school commercial. Like, he stands up and he says this. He says, you crucified Jesus. 
you missed the fact that he was the savior that was promised to you. But I just want you to know, even in your mistreatment of Jesus, City Place Online, he's still available to you. Can y'all welcome City Place Church Online this morning? Even though you acted the way you acted, Jesus died for you. Craziest thing happened, said it over the last couple of weeks. Instead of them going, you better shut your mouth. The Bible says what they heard changed their life. They gave their heart to Jesus. Yes, he is the Messiah. We realize it now. And this is what happened. They received Jesus, were baptized, prayed for, filled with the spirit of God. And this is what they did after that. Hey, y'all, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have a house party at about 3.30. Y'all want to come over? But, but you don't know me. I know. But we can't stop what just took place. If what happened with 12 turned into 120, all 3,000 out, out here today, because we heard this shaking that was taking place upstairs, what would happen if you and I got together at our own house? So what happens is, is when you get to Acts chapter 2 and you get to verse 34 to all the way through the end of the chapter, it says this. And they all gathered together. They kept leaning into the presence of God, leaning into the apostles teaching. They broke bread together, prayed together, and they made sure that every single person that was the 3000 had everything that they needed. You had food on your table. You had a job if you needed it. Your kids had clothes if you needed it. If you needed a little something extra, they had it. If you had a dream that you needed to fulfill, they made sure everybody was moving in sync. You better preach it. Come on, somebody. Oh, what? Let's go, mama. My mama showed up today and she didn't tell me. Listen. What just took place can't stop with us. That's what they say. If, if, if they didn't keep Jesus to themselves, why should we? We've got to see how far we can go in our relationship with God. So they leaned in. Two weeks ago, we felt like the Lord was telling our church, don't just pray for 21 days. Lean in. Because those of you who may have walked in for the very first time, when we started 21, prayers of, uh, 21 days of prayer and fasting, we felt like the Lord was saying, here's what I want to do for City Place during these 21 days, and I want you to carry it for the rest of the year. He said that his presence would be here, his promise would be here to you. All of you have dreams and things in your heart. Like, God wants to fulfill that promise. He said that he would allow you and I to hear his prophetic voice, which sometimes if you think of prophecy, it can get kind of spooky. No, this is God's, God's voice being echoed to your heart to your ears, to your thoughts. He wants to download things to you. You don't need me. You don't need to wait to 35 minutes on a Sunday when God's like, if you draw close to me, I'll speak to you. In fact, he says that I'll show you great and mighty things. He says this, there are things eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard, nor entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who you're in love with him. But watch now, he will reveal them to you if you spend time with his spirit. So we can't be doing things in the natural and be like, God, show me. God, show me as I walk in here. He's like, no, come into my presence. I'll show you what you may not have seen or heard yet. I don't know about you, but I got some crazy big dreams that I try to figure out on my own. It would be so much easier 
if he just told me. It would also be better if I just slowed down. So God promised us as a church that we would hear his voice clearly. That's you in your quiet time, when you're in worship, walking through your neighborhood, walking your dog, coaching your kids things. What if we took the limits off and said, God, you can speak to me now. I was talking to a friend and he was uh, uh, we were hanging out yesterday and he was like, man, I was walking with my time with the Lord and I saw these birds start flying together. And I felt like the Lord was like, man, you could go far if you roll in a group. Don't roll by yourself. I, th- I was like, that's deep. I need to pray now. Never seen the birds jump like that. When I see the birds, I'm like, oh, airplanes, airplane design right there. Like, perfect. Like, God wants to speak to you. But then the other thing that he said that, he, that he'd give our church is for you and I to be able to walk in his power. That's what Jesus actually promised in Acts chapter 1. He said, you be endued with power to be my witness. So many times in the church world, we get sidetracked because they spoke in tongues. What Jesus actually said, you will be endued with power from on high to be my witness. That means that if you walk into an environment, you don't have to be fearful because you've got the authority and the power to declare Jesus's name. So we end up in Acts chapter four. Because when we were talking about leaning in, we said this. We want to lean into prayer. We want to lean into faith. We want to lean into making God's house a priority. We want to lean into real life community in Christ. We want to lean into the forward movement of Jesus. They leaned in. The presence of God falls. 3,000 are are added that day, and they don't go, hey, y'all, y'all want to do this sometime soon? They're like, I wonder what would happen if we lean in from this moment now. Can 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 I be a pastor for a minute? Some of us are in cruise control, and you enjoy it. Some of you make so much money that you can do it yourself. And you give God just just enough. You give him you give him just enough to say, I appreciate the fact that I'm going to heaven. But in the in the words and y'all can correct me, young adults and teenagers, in the words of the younger generation. Some of y'all are just trying to get that bag. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> did, I, did, did I use it right, son? Did I use it right? Because because I'm trying to add I'm trying to add particular words to my youth vocabulary and my kids keep telling me, Dad, you're out of touch. AJ, you didn't get it right. Sorry. 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 I'm trying to use the words that y'all might understand. No? No? No. So listen. Um God's not asking you to climb a ladder. He's asking you to come into his presence. And here's what I found is that when you lean into his presence, you discover the levels he wants to take you to. Some of you making the paper, the bag, the quan, the cash. Old school, 1990s. Some of y'all, some of y'all are living your best life, and he's a spectator. 
What would happen if you leaned in? What would happen if you leaned in to all that he has for you? That's what they did in Acts chapter 2. They did that in Acts chapter 3. This is what we preached last week because they left the prayer meeting. Peter and John leave the 3,000, leave a small group, and they go to church to pray together. When they get there, there's a man laying on the ground, and instead of walking over him like you and I do, once we realize we don't have the cash on us, I'm downtown Orlando. I'm going to hold my wallet. I'm going, I'm zigging and zagging for some reason today. Blame it on him, right? We go downtown or we go in this community. We, we start clutching stuff instead of going, I have the power of God to change situations, to change my community. We actually go into some places and we walk in fear, not going, I'm called to this place. It could be that as you're driving from Orlando to Kissimmee to Ocala, you have to stop along the way to get some gas, that the person at pump nine while you're at seven might be on your radar because maybe a little bit of overflow from the room needs to get to them, I'm just saying. And so uh, they decide, they decide that it can't stay there. So Peter and John go to, the, go to church and as they get there, there's a lame man laying on the ground, and he goes, you got some money? And this is what they say. We ain't bring no change. But something happened in a room. Something happened in a room that uh, you need. You think you need money. You need an encounter. Can I tell us this? Sometimes we think that we need the tangible when really we need the spiritual. Sometimes you got to go back to where it all started. Jesus said this in Revelations. Some of you have lost your first love. You don't tell me you, you, you love me anymore. You don't send me flowers anymore. You used to be into me back in the day. But now since you look all Christian-eyed and, and everything, you forgot about how romantic you used to be to me. Girl, I'm going to tell you what, y'all better get some fans, turn off the AC, get some old funeral fans. That's how I grew up in my old church. Make it 900 degrees in here and just just go for it. Listen, 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 watch, watch. We're going to have fun. Talk back. I, I'm good. Don't, don't feel some kind of way. Let, let's have fun with Jesus, yeah? So look, watch, watch, watch. I'm going to church. I'm going to pray. The reason why they're going to church and going to pray is because what happened in the room, they decided they're not turning off. So they go to church to pray. The man's down here. They say, hey, we don't have any pocket change. But what just happened in the room is overflowed already to 3,000. People are already growing. The Bible says the church is growing every single day. So we go into church to pray. They look at him and say, we don't have this, but this is what we do have. Jesus gave us this, so I'm going to give it to you. So what happens? Pow! The man gets up. Watch this. In chapter 4, in chapter 3, the man grabs his stuff. He doesn't go home. He goes to church with them. Why? Because when you start leaning in, something happens to say, I wonder what else could happen in the presence of God. So check this out. A commotion happens because every single day the church of Jesus is growing. 
Because they leaned in and then they locked in. And this is what we said last week. You and I have to lock in to know God intimately. We have to lock in so that we can experience real freedom. I don't know about you, but there are some things in my life that try to hang on to me that can't hang. One of the things that I've been praying against, and I was telling Taisha, last year on my prayer card was to, to, be, to, to see uh, anxiety, worry, broken. At the beginning of this year, I started getting uh, text messages, family member, like this past weekend. Uh, just the other day, I got a text from my mom that my dad's brother passed away. The third relative in sequential years. Two sisters and a brother. I've got pastor friends, brain tumor, cancer. Family members got to have a tumor removed. And at the start of this year, preaching faith, I could feel myself going, oh, Lord Jesus. Lord, 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 where we going? Father, and I'm doing this, but you, can you handle this while I'm handling this for you? Right? I don't know if y'all ever do that. Can you please handle this while I'm handling this for you? Then I realize there's some freedom that needs to take place because anxiety can't stay. If he tells me not to worry, I can't let that thing back in. So you and I have to lock into the fact that if freedom is available to me, I want it. The Bible says when the sun sets free, it's free indeed. It's not it's not non-negotiable. Then we said this. We said that you and I have to discover God's perfect plan for our life, but we have to lock in to do so. We have to lock in so that we can discover his perfect plan for our life. You have to discover your purpose. We want to help you. We have designed a, 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 a group called Next Steps so that you can discover who God designed you to be. You were born for a reason, and there's a purpose attached to it. And then the final thing we said was that uh, you and I have to make a difference. The movement of Jesus can't stop with you. Less people are going to church than in days past. Less people, uh, j- just so you know, and I've said this before, the United States is now the mission field for the world. We were once the driving force to sending people to the world, but because we put it in cruise control, now the world is going, we need to go to the United States. And do you know what we do? Do you know what we do? We focus on issues and say, this is what we need to focus on versus getting before the Lord, praying and seeking him and say, this sin issue for our nation needs to die. But we start strategizing. Versus going, let's go back to the place where we first fell in love. Let's make sure that our foot is on the gas. It shouldn't be that teenagers and college students playing, uh, praying in Asheboro, Ashbury, get national news as an enigma. What just took place? Revivals breaking out. What if this church sought God every single week, leaning in, locking in? It shouldn't stay there. I, like, I, trust me, I'm like, go ahead, God, do whatever you're doing. I don't know. Do what you're doing. But it can't stay in that state. Orlando needs it. Your home needs it. Your job needs it. So you and I have to lean in and lock in, which then led me to chapter four. 
Once they go to church, they take the man with them. The enemy gets a little frustrated. The religious leaders, the religious leaders, the church people, are like, what they doing? Oh, 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 they using the name of Jesus, huh? Sounds familiar today, to be honest with you. Oh, they're using the name of Jesus. So here's what we're going to do. Go get them. Go get them. So Peter and John are actually in trouble when we get to Acts chapter 4. But they have done a miracle so much so that everybody's like, why are you trying to arrest them when the man's walking? Something ain't right. Can't you find some other reason to lock him up? That's the only thing you got. They did a miracle. So they let him go. John and Peter get out of prison. And in Acts chapter 4, what do they do? They go back to pray. I don't know about you. There are times when I've walked through things. I get out of it. I don't feel like praying. I'm tired. Lord, why you put me here? Y'all have never done that. I'm the only one. Lord, I'm going through this. I am tired of praying. Why? Their life is good. I'm going through this. Why? Um, there's a difference when you lean in and lock in. You go through something, and you're like, let me go back to the place where it all started. So here's my focus for today because I realized this. I realized that um, after we lean in, after we lock in, you got to stay synced in. So watch this, y'all. And I'm going I'm to bring this baby home. I got two digital watches right here. Which brand you want? <laughs> you know, I feel like a guy with a jacket. Like, I got it. I got gold. I got, look, look, which brand you want? Like, New York, New York, Canal Street. Sorry, New Yorkers. Sorry, New Yorkers. Like, come here. One time, Ty and I were in New York. Seriously, we had heard about Canal Street. We like, we going to live it up. People, we in our 20s. We like, we going to get us some Gucci, Louis Vuitton. We going to get us all the finer things, babe. And people will never know. Sure, we driving around in a beat-up Saturn and a Dodge Stratus with 188,000 miles. But they don't know because the Lord is good. We tithers. Back in that day, that's what it was. You tithers. The Lord, I bless you. So look. So watch. We go and we follow. And it was a counterfeit. We, we, we were counterfeit. So, so I have no clue where I was going with that story now. <laughs> I must be dehydrated. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Don't know what I was about to say. Has that ever happened to anybody? Where you're like, listen, I'm about to tell. I don't know what I'm. T- Sink in. Thank you. Thank you. I am not alone. Together. Somebody say together. together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, watch this. Watch, watch. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not alone. We're maturing. We're, we're, we're maturing. But watch. Yeah, I was way off. But no, my, 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 wife, my wife got me um, two watches. <clears throat> Talking about sinking in. This is one of the originals, like generation two Apple watch. <sighs> when she gave it to me, it was our anniversary and uh, we'll be married in a couple weeks for 20 years. That's not the moment. It's not, not, not the moment yet. Not the moment yet. Not the moment yet. But she, she, got, she, got me this, she got me this Apple Watch. And uh, 
I wore it. I wore it every day. And because it was fresh and new, I made sure it was synced in and updated. But then I forgot about it. And I, instead of going back to get it, I was just like, I, I get it tomorrow. And, now, and, and, and then I was like, you know what? I got to go. I, I, I get it tomorrow. Well, days turned into months. <coughs> Sorry, babe. Waste your money. Months have turned into years. I tried to sync this watch. It came on. I put it on because I saw that it had power. When I put the watch on, it died. What once had power, when it was consistently synced, after I had disregarded it, tried to recharge it, put it back on thinking that it would work how it used to, when it got there, it was dead. When you and I try to sink back in, based on a situation, and we want God to show up as fast as he did when he used to, and we try to try him back on, and then he don't respond, it's because we haven't synced in. So watch this. I said, Taisha, just recently, Taisha, I've given up on the Apple Watch. It just doesn't hold its power. We've probably said that. You know what? The Lord is causing me to change my season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My season has ended. I feel a change coming. And sometimes it's just because you haven't synced the stinking watch. So I said, I want to go to a Fitbit. All the healthy people have a Fitbit. I want a Fitbit. I don't run, but all the healthy people have one. I want a Fitbit. Do you know what she gave me? A Fitbit. I don't know if you've heard this story before. She gave me the Fitbit. I wore the Fitbit. I charged the Fitbit. It synced in. Come on. Hallelujah for a new season. Ah! One day, I forgot to wear the watch. I still got my steps in. I just wasn't able to tell how many that day. So I thought, I'm going to go get my Fitbit. Next day, I forgot. Weeks went by. True story, months later. I decided to plug in the watch. It's got power. The problem is, is that the timing is off. If I wear this watch now, I'm either going to arrive early into something that I'm not supposed to be there early, or I'm going to arrive late to some place that I was supposed to be. The question is, is, do I just set this aside? 
This one I did. I'm honestly trying to still find if somebody wants this. It don't work. But for some reason, I still have it because I think it has value. It's a dead thing. I got a new thing, and I treated it similar to the old thing. I'm either going to be early to what I can't handle yet and not supposed to arrive to, or I'm going to be late to someplace I was supposed to be. What do I do? Peter and John get out of prison, and they decide, we need to get our bearings. We need to make sure that we're still leaned in, locked in, and in sync. They go back to the place of prayer. And this is what they do. They go, oh, God, you're the one that started heaven and earth. Let's write a couple of things down. There's some things that jump out to me, and I'm going to skip over the blanks where you see God's heart is. We'll come back to that in a second. Here's some things that I realized with Peter and John and these people, because I highlighted they together, one accord. They weren't doing this by themselves. Like everything that you have in your notes about leaning in, they did. Everything that they, they in regards to locked in, they did. They, were doing, they weren't doing anything by themselves. They went back to sink in, write these things down. As a church, Moving into our seventh year, we have to sink into the heart of God. Oh, God, you are the one that created heaven and earth. I'm not going to come out of my situation and be like, Father God, I need X. No, let me remind myself, it started with you. If I'm going to sink back in through a situation that might have been an obstacle that he brought me through, I'm going to go back. God, it all started with you. Heaven and earth began with you. People talked about Jesus, and you brought him through. The nations have declared it. It's all about you, so you and I have to sink in to the heart of God. What is on God's heart? How often do we pray that? Father, what's on your heart? I know what I need, but what's on your heart? Did y'all write that down? So now go up to what's on God's heart. Watch this. We're going to go down and up. Poor note placement, isn't it? Here's what's on God's heart. God wants lost people found. Write that down. That's on his heart. If we're going to sink into God's heart, he wants lost people found. He wants you to have a relationship with him, period. That's it. He wants lost people found. He wants found people free. It's the rhythm all through Genesis, all the way to the end of the book. Lost people found, found people free. He wants free people equipped. One encounter with Jesus is not enough. One encounter with Jesus is not enough. And once he equips you, he mobilizes you for kingdom work. That's God's heart. So when we lock into God's heart, I know it might seem like it's really like selfish, like, God, 
I got needs too. But if you look at what God's heart is, it involves you. That's me right there. I am so glad that I found Jesus. I'm so glad that he wants to free me from whatever the enemy tries. Father, please equip me with everything you have. The Bible says that they are praying and they are seeking God. And this is what they say. Allow us to speak your word with boldness. Like, allow me to be bold. The Bible says that the righteous are as bold as a lion. That's God's heart. So I want to seek after God's heart. Write this next one down. You and I have to sink in with the people of God. We have to sink in with the people of God. God didn't design you to do life by yourself. Hear me. God did not design you to do life by yourself. So many times we go through situations only for us to find out that you were going through a hardship. That honestly, as a pastor, breaks our heart. You don't have to go through a doctor's appointment with a negative report by yourself ever again. You don't have to go through depression ever again. I know what you might be thinking, but the last church or the last person, we're not them. Take a baby step. Let us prove what's on our heart from God's heart to you. We're not them. But the last pastor did X, Y, Z. I'm not that person. She's not that person. Our leaders aren't that. But I know. But Pastor Damon, you don't understand. No, I'm telling you, I understand. We've got ministry swords in our back that we've had to have team members and other leaders pull out. And we've had to trust again. So let's do this thing together. Somebody say together. You need people on the journey with you. You do. No more selfish pride. I can do this all by myself. We can't. Can you imagine what happens when 12 get in a room? Turns into 120, 3,000. They're breaking loose at each other's house, spending time together. This is the reason why we invite you to be a part of a small group. If you're worried about a small group, hey, come on March the 11th. We'll let your guard down. Did you hear I say that? We'll let your guard down. It's paintball. You can't have your guard up. We'll let it down. I'm worried. I don't know if I, if, if, if I can feel these people. No, come in. Jump into a small group on the 11th. Find out that church people love paintball. This is strange. They're laughing. No. Sink in. Write this down. Sink into the house of God. Sink into the house of God. You need to be planted in a life-giving church with a community of people. The church is not this building. You are the church. When we come together, we congregate and we create the house of God. And don't worry about how many is here. Don't worry about when we grow larger and larger and larger. If we grow larger, 12 in a room, 120, 3,000. We grow larger when you and I look at the person in our world and go, hey, I don't have exactly what you need, but I had something happen, and I'll give you that. You should come with me, and we should celebrate on a Sunday morning pep rally. I hope we, we understand that we are a part of a word-of-mouth movement. Y'all realize that, right? No flyers here. 
This is word of mouth. Hey, you want to come on Thursday? Hey, you want to come on Saturday? Hey, I got food. Hey, y'all, I'm going to meet in the morning. Hey, guys, I'm going to work out. This is what they're doing. It's all word of mouth. The greatest movement ever without flyers. <laughs> Last one. And uh, Chaz, you can come on up or whomever. Come on up and play. Let's sink into the presence of God. Let's sink into the presence of God. If I were to ask all of us, how close have you been? Would you be able to tell me? How close have you been to the presence of God? Would you know? Would you? If I were to ask you, are you at the doorstep? Or did you go all the way as far as you could go? How would you respond? They clicked in to the presence of the Lord, and this is what happens. The Bible says that they're going, God, it's all about you. They're all together. God, we place a demand on who you are. God, this is your place. God, we're gathered together, and since we're gathered together here, this is your house. This is holy. And then the Bible says this, and as they were praying, the Holy Spirit falls. The place is shaken. And watch. And they spoke the word with boldness. What? What did they just like speed ahead? It was like, it was like something happened in a the moment. Then they sped ahead in the story. And, it's like, and they spoke the word with boldness. Like something happens when we click into the presence of God. The presence of God is not scary, just so you know. It's not what happens on TV. It's what happens in your room when you're with God, when you're in your car, walking in your neighborhood, when you're with God. Which leads me to Philippians chapter 1, verse 3. Because I realized that Jesus started something when he grabbed the disciples starting in Matthew chapter 4. Jesus lit a fire in Acts chapter 1. Something happened in a room with 120 in Acts chapter 2. By the time we get to the end of Acts chapter 2, 3,000 are starting something. When we get to Acts chapter 4 and they regather together to sink back in, something else has started. I want to give you God's heart for City Place Church for year seven. Philippians 1, Philippians 1. says this, I thank my God, this is Paul talking, upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you all with joy, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Man, Paul says, I can attest that when God starts something, he can finish it. He says this, you and I started this thing on the first day and I can tell you that he is faithful to finish it watch this this is my zag Paul has had a major life change because in Acts chapter 8 Paul is standing and holding the cloak of Stephen and he's yelling kill this man his name was Saul at the time kill him it says that he was going from house to house. Oh, Lord Jesus. While they were praying, continuing the movement, 
And he was pulling them out saying, kill him, kill him, kill him. In Acts chapter 9, Jesus visits him himself and says, Paul, your life changes here. It's time for you to start. He gives his life to Jesus. Watch this. you got to read Acts chapter 9. He gives his life to Jesus and immediately goes to a house where there are people gathering. They start praying, seeking God. Paul gets a clear vision, and he's told the movement has to continue. Not just with your people, but the people who don't look like you. To people who don't sound like you. And to people you were once working for. The lost people you were once working for are now going to be the people that you're going to win. So when we get to Philippians chapter 1, and he says, I thank God that you've been with me since day one. They saw Paul when Paul was in the middle and starting his life change to where he can say, when God starts something, I can testify that he will finish it. God met me in my mess. He'll clean you up, and then he'll use you to impact others. I'm challenging you, Philippians chapter 1, to lean in, to lock in, to sink in, because when God starts it, he finishes it. City Place Church, heading into year 7. This is going to be the year where God finishes what he started. Are you with me? 2023 for City Place Church is going to be the year that God finishes what he started. It's the year that God will finish what he started. How many of y'all have some unfinished potential? Let me see your hands. Unfinished prayer request. Hear me. This is the year that God will finish. Watch what he started, not what you started. If you started something, (laughs) gonna rock this here today. Ah. Oh, wait a second. I might be early. I might be late. It's time for me to sink in. I'm asking you today to sink in. God, it all starts with you. Make it clear. Fresh purpose. Fresh destiny. So that when you start it, you finish it. Father, I've let time get out of hand. God, I'm out of sync. God, place me back in time. On time. I'm leaning in. I'm locking in. I'm sinking in because if you started it a decade ago, I forgot about it. I threw it to the side. God, your word is still true that you'll be faithful to complete it. God, if you started me in relationship with you and I started acting crazy, I started doing whatever I wanted to do, I'm going to recommit my life back to you today. Oh, I feel the Lord pushing me, zigzagging. That means I feel like preaching, just so you know. There's a little vernacular. Look, a line, a line back to you so that you can finish what you started. Some of you were once on fire, and then you started getting in your own head. I'm not going to tithe. I'm not going to give. I'm not going to serve. Why do I have to do that? And then you've just been in cruise control, and your life has actually been growing. But I can tell you, you're not synced, and you're actually not at the full capacity of all that God has for you. If you're living at a $10 level, man, what would happen if you sink back in? Woo! 
If you're passionate right now about Jesus, what would happen if you sink back in and you just went higher in his presence? Some of you have been coming for a long time. You've been observing. Now it's time for you to own your relationship with Jesus. I'm challenging all of you. And you might ignore me. I'm challenging you to jump into a small group. I promise you there's real life change there for you. I I attended my small group on Thursday, and I came back. I told my wife, I was like, let's go. This is the one I attended. I attended the Dream Builders. The Dream Builders. God has placed you in in a place of employment for a particular reason. Not just for yourself, but so that other people can hear the gospel. They looked at me like, Pastor D, why are you here? It's because I'm still my kid's football coach. I'm still a part of the Rotary Club. I sit on the Paramore Engagement Council, and every person around me don't know Jesus. And Damon has got to get out of my quiet box and start telling people about the goodness of Jesus. Your business needs to be blessed. Your home needs to be blessed. Your family needs to, be, now needs to know Jesus. Why would I sit in a room that he placed me in and be silent about my Jesus? No! So I encourage you, if you don't know which one to go to, uh, next Thursday night or next Wednesday, uh, be at the Dream Builders. You can see David Dawkins. You can see Patty at the end of service because I don't know about you. I want to be synced in because those around me need to know about Jesus. Oh, well, what else you got? Uh, How about 9 a.m. prayer? I don't know how to pray. Perfect. We'll help you pray as we pray for City Place Church. Hey, I'm a young adult. I don't know about that. Hey, just want you to know we'll see you on March the 11th. I'm sorry, I'm animated about small groups. It's time to sink in. Will you bow your heads? Let's not play with Jesus today. You're not walking in the fullness of who he has and who he is for you. Maybe you're sitting on the outskirts. It's time to sink back in. You haven't given him everything. You haven't leaned in. You haven't locked in. Maybe you walk with Jesus and you forgot about him. You put it in cruise control. Or maybe this is your first time saying yes to Jesus. Every head's bowed, every eye closed. On the count of three, you say, Damon, I'm ready to sink in. I'm ready. I'm not waiting anymore. If, if the movement is going to start with me, then it's going to start with me today. On the count of three, I'm ready, Damon. I want you to raise your hand high enough and long enough for me to see it. Ready? One, two, three. Raise your hand high enough and long for me to see it. I'm ready. I'm sinking in. I'm sinking in. I'm giving my heart to Jesus. I'm giving him back to him. You can put your hands down. Every Every person here in the building, say this together. Say this together. Say, dear God, you created it all. You formed my purpose. You know my name. You've forgiven me of my past. And I repent of my sins. So I, I receive your forgiveness. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross, for raising from the dead. I choose you today as my personal Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Give Jesus some praise this morning. Wasn't that good? I told y'all it was going to be good today. That was good. That was good. Are y'all ready to be synced in? All the way in. Not partially in, but all the way in. Thanks so much for joining us. Stay connected by subscribing to the City Place Church podcast, following us on Instagram, checking us out on Facebook, or by visiting our website, www.cityplacechurch.com.